On a hot day, a group of rabbis were attempting a treacherous journey, and with no food and little water, they found themselves starving to death. They decided it was time to get some food and would begin to gather mud and water, shaping a calf-like creature out of it. After a chant, this creature would come to life, giving the rabbis a full meal the night they were going to starve to death. This creature they created would later be referred to as the Golem. Hey guys, and welcome back to my podcast. I'm your host, Lulu, and you guys, it has been an insane week. I am just ready for my vacation in September, and I just can't wait. I've been running around all week long, and I've just been so burned out with everything going on, and I really wanted to make sure I'm here for you guys today and Sunday, even though I literally have everything jam-packed this next couple of months, really. This is always how September goes for me, though, and I know we're not quite in September, but we're almost there, and it's always the end of August and all through September that I am just so busy, and there's a lot of things that happen in September, and I think that's probably why also a lot of, you know, time off comes when September with a lot of people, and it's just, it has been crazy. Unfortunately, because of that, I do not think I'm going to be able to upload the week that I'm on vacation. I might be taking that week off. Also to focus on my mental health, I've been kind of struggling and it's been impacting not only the podcast, but my day-to-day life. And if I just take that week off to just recharge, I think it'll be good. And I just don't want to stress myself trying to get everything recorded before then because everything just is so jam-packed and I just really don't have time. So uh, I'm sorry if you guys were looking forward to that. It's still my upload. I'll let you guys know if I manage to get around to having something prepared. But I wanted to let you know right now that it doesn't look like I'm going to be able to get that done and be, you know, that prepared. And I'm sorry. Um, other than that, nothing new really in my life. Um, like I said, it's been a jam-packed week. We are going to go backpacking this weekend And then I've got a birthday party and then I've got, you know, a lot of stuff, you guys. Like, I could talk to you all day about it, basically every single day, and I don't have any day to just slow down. So it's been crazy over here. Hopefully, it's not been like that for you guys, and I hope that you guys are just having, you know, a nice slow September. I really wish I was having a nice slow September. I know September's not started yet, but it kind of feels like to me that it has just because of how busy it's already been. But anyways, I don't have anything really new for you guys. I'm sorry that I skipped Sunday's upload last week. I guess this week, really. Anyways, I'm sorry I skipped Sunday's upload. It was really rough. I forgot I had, you know, some birthday stuff going on for somebody else. And I uh, had not gotten anything prepared. And by the time I realized that, it was literally 6 o'clock Sunday night when everything was done and over with. And I didn't have time to finish anything, and I just figured that you guys would rather me focus on my mental health that week than to, this week, than to force myself to upload. So I'm sorry that you missed, you know, an upload, and I promise I'm going to be better, and I'm here for you today. So, and we are talking about the Gollum today. 
And I don't know if you guys are like me, the first thing that I think about when I hear the Gollum is the Lord of the Rings character. Um, maybe that just makes me a nerd, but that's like the very first thing I go to. And after that, if you bring up the Gollum, I really think about Minecraft. And none of those are at all what the Gollum is. I was actually really surprised to learn about the Gollum just because of what I was under the impression the Gollum was, if that makes any sense. These creatures come in any shape and size. They can come in any gender, male, female, both, or no gender at all. They literally are whatever a rabbi decides they want them to be. That is because the only person that's been able to successfully create the golems are rabbis. These stories of golems started a long, long time ago. This was just rumors and stories about rabbis and them creating the golem. As we talked about in the beginning, that sounds like it was the very first attempt to create some sort of creature. Now, like I said, they were attempting a very long journey, one that they thought they had enough food and water for, but during the journey, they either ran out or were unable to find more food. Because of this, they continued to push on, looking for food, water, anything to keep them alive, but unfortunately, these rabbis would begin to slowly start to starve until they decided one day as a group that they needed to do something or they were all going to die. They would work together and they would gather mud and sand and they would shape something that looked like a calf. Once they were done shaping this calf-like creature out of this dirt, they would begin to chant a spell together. This spell ended up being successful and this dirt creature came to life. They were able to slaughter this creature and feed themselves with what this creature gave them, allowing them to survive in order to finish their journey. And that was really what sounds like, at least to me, the very first story of the Golem That began to spread that these rabbis successfully created life, basically, and people would begin to attempt to do this themselves. Now, I did want to also put in here that it does sound like these rabbis had to have bound some sort of soul to this golem, or it would not have been able to come to life. It would have just continued to be a dirt mound that was shaped like a calf. Now, here's what's interesting about the theory of the golem and what these rabbis believed was going to happen and how they really made this golem come to life. The theory that one could create a golem stems from alchemical beliefs. Now, alchemical is also known as alchemy, and alchemy is an ancient belief that somebody can transform something into something else. Basically, one of the easiest ways to like break this belief down is that it is possible to take a chunk of lead and transform it into gold. Another great way to break down this belief is the show Full Metal Alchemist. If you've ever seen it, that show is based off of alchemy. If you haven't seen it, it is a great animation and I recommend anybody watching it. 
every show is going to be a little bit different, and this show is just based off of the belief that alchemy can happen. Now, in this show, they use symbols, and they're able to take pieces of something and, you know, fix other things. So, like, at one point, a pot breaks, and somebody uses alchemy to fix the pot, like, put it back together. Now, it is not possible, and the show also really stresses on this, to make something out of thin air. Alchemy is not something that just happens. You can't just make these things. You actually have to have all of the elements for this thing in order to put it together, which is why the belief that you can take pieces of a broken pot and recreate the pot as one piece is able to happen. You can't just make the pot out of air. Now, in the show Full Metal Alchemist, at one point some people seek to create a human. I'm not really going to give any huge major spoilers away, so I'll just kind of gloss over what happened so you kind of understand it and it doesn't give anything away. Anyways, they go through and they gather all of the elements that a human body has. They go off a textbook and really follow like, oh, the average body has this much sodium and this much calcium, and they gather all of the materials that would go into a human body. Then, like everything else, they would put it in a circle to create this human, but they did end up missing a couple pieces, and therefore they were unsuccessful. This show, based off of what I know about alchemy, is a great example of how this belief works, at least even a loose example if it's kind of hard to look up and sift through all of the information that is available. Another great example that I thought to bring up was the TV series Inuyasha. That is also a very good TV series if you have not seen it, um, one of my favorites. And it's not a perfect example of the Golem and, you know, the alchemy belief and whatever, but at one point um, there's a witch in it who seeks to bring somebody back from the dead in order to kill somebody else. Um, just like the other one, I'm not going to give away any spoilers or anything, or try not to. She does this by, just like the golem is created, molding a body of a woman from clay and a couple of other elements. She will then attempt to bring this body to life, and that is when she discovers that the soul of the person she's trying to put back into this clay figure was actually reborn into somebody else, and she cannot get that soul unless that other person was killed. So she ends up hunting down this person and manages only to pull part of the soul from her because she was interrupted in her, like, spell casting. Because of this, though, the clay shape did end up coming to life, and the person that she wanted to bring back to life did end up coming back to life. But since she was not able to pull the entire soul from the other body until she kills this girl, this person that came back as like a golem has to continue to feed on the souls of other things because otherwise her clay body will begin to crumble and she will die if she does not supply it because she doesn't have a full soul. Both of them are great examples of the golem idea being used. Neither of those obviously are 100% perfect and 100% like what a golem is, but if you are having issues following kind of how it happens, how it was made, and whatever. Those are great things that you can watch and kind of learn from. Either way, just like in Inuyasha, the rabbis were creating a golem out of mud and shaping it into a creature that they wanted to eat. 
And just like in Full Metal Alchemist, they created all of the elements that the creature would need and would bring this creature to life after a chant and sometimes inscribing things kind of like Full Metal Alchemist. Of course, like I said at the beginning, this was officially the first time it happened. It was stories spread around and it was an achievement. More and more people and more and more rabbis wanted to learn how to do this. And at this point, more stories began to spread of other rabbis that were successfully able to bring golems to life. Now, of course, at first, like with every story that doesn't seem bad, golems were great for a while. These rabbis were able to bring them to life and they were able to save people. They were able to get work done that the normal people did not want to work. They were able to do these great things. And of course, like most stories, a great thing oftentimes takes a scary turn. Because suddenly, those stories that were once so positive and great about the golem would begin to turn bad. Golems were not smart. And when given a task, they would perform it so literally that you had to watch the way you asked them to do things. And I know for some reason this episode I am great with examples, because a great example of this is the Amelia Bedelia books. I don't know if you guys read those when you were a child, I read them often. Now, the whole story is based off of giving this woman tasks to do that she didn't understand fully. One of them is drawing the drapes, which of course all of us knows that means to close the drapes. Now Amelia Bedelia takes everything literally and she actually draws a photo of the drapes hanging up and does not close them. That is what the whole story is based around. Golems were very similar to this. If you told them to draw the drapes, they would literally draw the drapes and they wouldn't close the drapes, you had to tell them to shut the drapes in order for them to perform these tasks the correct way. So these stories began to talk about how the golems didn't do things right or they were going against their owners even though they were just not very smart creatures and they weren't purposely doing it. And then suddenly these golems were beginning to get angry. They were very, very easy to make mad. When these golems would become mad, they would begin to attack people. And since they were not created normally, as in how we are created, and they were created from the earth, these golems would also grow bigger and bigger until they were ginormous sizes. Early on as well, one of the main disabilities the golems had, but have since gotten over, was their inability to speak. When you would speak to a golem, they would stare at you blankly and not be able to respond to you, even if they were understanding you. Since it began and was nearly perfected, we were able to give golems the ability to speak, and the only thing that we have never been able to control about the golem was the anger and fear that they had and the way that they reacted when they began to feel these emotions. I wanted to talk to you about one of the most well-known stories of the Golem. I'm just giving you a heads up. I'm going to try to say this rabbi's name. It's spelled weird. I'm, or I might butcher it. I know I say that every time, but I'm just going to remind you that I'm probably going to butcher his name. 
but this story is of a golem that went AWOL. Now, this golem was born from the hands of Rabbi Judah Lowe? This rabbi would mold this golem and he would bring it to life to be used to defend his Jewish community. Interestingly enough, the mud that he would use would come from the Volta River. I hope I'm saying that right as well. And now there are a couple different ideas I wanted to bring up as to why the rabbi created the golem that people believe in, at least. One of these ideas is because the ruler at the time decided he wanted all of the Jews to be killed. So the golem was created to protect the Jewish people and all these Jews from being attacked and killed. Another version is that the golem was created to just help the rabbi out and he actually fell in love with someone, which is an interesting emotion for the golem to feel. The golem ended up trying to move things along to become more serious with this person that he was in love with and was actually rejected. This would cause anger to bloom in the golem and it would begin to grow larger and larger, attacking anyone and anything in its path and began a murderous rampage. Either way, this golem is said to have had the ability to make itself invisible and it was making attacking much easier because the person it was attacking could not see it was coming. It could also summon spirits from the dead to help it in its journey or in its attacking. This worked well, at least the protection or the helping out around with the rabbi until this golem, like all of the other ones after being here for a while, would become violent. As soon as these violent tendency began to take over the golem, the rabbi would try his hardest to get it under control. He really wanted to be the only rabbi to control the golem and he didn't want to shut the golem out, but he could not get the anger or the golem under control no matter what he did and in turn he would have to destroy it. He would end up destroying it actually on the Sabbath, which is a Saturday, so it could rest on Sabbath like they tend to do in the religion. He would do this by removing the spell that brought the golem to life. The spell was located in the mouth of the golem, that is where he put the spell. This is not a great place to put any sort of spell to remove from the golem because you have to get up close to an angry golem that's attacking and killing people and therefore it actually left some scarring on the face of the rabbi that took him out of this world. Interestingly enough though, this golem did not crumble like a lot of the other golems did and it would actually just freeze in place, keeping its shape. This golem was strong, he was huge, he was powerful, and he could do anything he wanted. So the rabbi didn't want to destroy the golem's body, because if he ever decided to bring the golem back to life, he would get the exact same one in that body, and he wanted to have the option just in case he ever needed it. Because of this, he would take this very large dirt body of the golem up into the attic and it would be stored there until somebody needed it. He would also ban anybody from going up to the attic in fear that somebody would try and bring the golem back to life and doom all of humanity because 
he was hoping one day they would be able to tame the golem, that they would be able to stop the anger when it happened, and he wanted to bring this large, strong golem back if that ever happened. But he knew that if somebody brought this golem back to life before that happened, it would kill us all. Now, interestingly enough, that attic had to be remodeled at one point to make sure it would continue to function for them. When the remodel happened, they were unable to locate the body of the golem and were also unable to locate any proof that there was ever a golem up in the attic. As soon as this came out, people wanted to try and explain it, to talk about where the golem went because it was a dangerous creature. In some versions, people claim that it was stolen from the attic and that it's never been found. In others, people believed that it was moved before the attic remodel happened because they didn't want anybody to touch the golem or try to bring it back to life. And of course, you have the few that don't believe the golem ever existed and it was just a scary story. You cannot go and see for yourself though. Because even though the people that remodeled the attic claimed that there was no golem up there, the attic is not open to the public and they will not take you up there. Now that might be the most popular story of the golem, but that is not the only story and the only record talking about the golem. Another man is said to have created a female golem that he was using to do housework and chores. There isn't much more on this golem that I found. I am unsure if this golem also became angry and fearful and had to be destroyed, but I'm assuming that it did because it sounds like every golem, after being on Earth for a while, became very angry and would begin to attack people. Another story was that of a man that created a golem to work for him and to do all of the hard work that he did not want to do. This golem would happily work for him until the creator decided enough was enough because this golem was growing larger and larger day by day. It hadn't hit the angry point yet, but if it continued to grow bigger and bigger and ever got angry, it would destroy everybody. Now this decision did not come without consequences because the golem realized the man was going to basically kill him. And so it decided to do everything that it could to prevent it. It was now angry. It would in turn attack its creator, leaving him also scarred for the rest of his life. Another version stated that instead of just scarring his body, this golem would be killed, dismantled, whatever you wanted to say. And after the rabbi pulled the spell from it, it would break into rocks and it would crush him to death. There are some legends that are current though. Not all of the stories of the golem are old stories that we can't prove or disprove. Actually, a lot of stories about the golem are current. A lot of them seem to come from Germany, which is interesting, but they talk about how golems are still being created, used, and destroyed today, probably on a much smaller level. And there are passages with information on how we can create and bring a golem to life still to this day. I haven't done a ton of research on the alchemy beliefs and how it works, but honestly, the theory sounds very plausible to gather all of the ingredients to make something and be able to 
put it all together seems like something that we should be able to do. I'm not saying that they're for surely being created as a little tiny tabletop golems or that they never were created, but just really think of it. When you bake a cake, you have all of the ingredients for a cake and you put it together and you put it in, I mean, some heat and you get something different. If we could find a way, and maybe we have, to tap into that, to do that with other things and create these living creatures that do what we want them to do through dirt and other things like that, water and things like that, I feel like maybe it's possible. And it also brings up the question to me, is it just rabbis that can do this? Can other people bring golems to life if they decide to? And if that large golem that would have killed all of humanity, if that existed, where is it? Did they move it while they were remodeling? Or did somebody steal it? Could a gigantic monster any day obliterate all humans? Or is this just a scary story? A lot of people believe that the story of the Golem is one of the very, very beginnings about demons and ghosts and the scary things in the dark. Because the Golem promises help and will help in any way they can. But the use of a golem comes with a very large risk. If a demon offers you something and they want something small and meaningless in return, it will always come with a negative side effect. A demon can offer you a perfect life full of no stress for your soul, and in the moment it might seem like a good deal. Just like the golem can promise safety and help. But once you make one wrong move, it will easily turn evil and malicious, attacking anything in its way. This podcast may contain false or misleading information. If you are interested in knowing more about any stories shared on this podcast, I highly recommend doing your own research. All listeners are advised that these are stories and folktales. The information shared must be taken carefully and skeptically, because you never know what could be real and what's just a story. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.